turning your contact lens into your data center. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Drew Perkins, CEO of Mojo Vision. Welcome, Drew. Hi, Tanya. Tell us what Mojo Vision does and what motivated you to start the company. I was developing my last company, and historically, I've been a serial entrepreneur in the networking space. And I had a number of successful companies in the past. During the process of developing the company, I also developed cataracts in my eyes. And I was a little young for it, but it's somewhat genetic. And my mom and my brother all had it. And with cataracts, uh, they, they uh, remove the crystalline lens that's in your eye. And they replace it with an intraocular lens. It's a small piece of plastic uh, that goes in your eye. And it's the most common surgery across the planet. Uh, it's very, very quick and easy, and almost everyone ends up getting it when they get into their 60s, 70s, usually, and I had it a lot younger, unfortunately. And when you, uh, you're done with the operation after 10 minutes, you're a bionic person, right? You've got true bionics. And, um, but when I was growing up, I, my favorite television show was The Six Million Dollar Man, uh, The Bionic Man in, in the 1970s. And I wanted bionic vision like he had. And, and I didn't get it. And I thought to myself, I'm a super deep tech guy. Someday I wanna create that vision of, of bionic future where you can have eyes that, that uh, just have super, give you superpowers. And simultaneously, I realized that computing has come an awful long way since the 1970s. And there's an opportunity for converging what's a visual health need um, with modern technology and the computing side and something called augmented reality was, was about to emerge and displace mobile computing. And I thought, you know, if you could displace augmented reality with something that included this health aspect uh, and, and it can go way beyond visual health, uh, as of course, $6 million man had all kinds of superpowers. I thought, you know, that would be something really big. And that's what I'm gonna devote my, the rest of my, my next uh, company to. So explain the concept of the Mojo Lens, how it works and what features it offers. I also immediately realized that requiring surgery is probably not the best first product. And I thought to myself, what, is, what would be the way to get the same capabilities and give people those superpowers um, without requiring surgery? And immediately I thought, well, of course, a contact lens. So what the Mojo Lens uh, which is what we're developing. The Mojo lens is basically a contact lens with incredible deep technology in it to give you the same kind of capabilities that people are talking about for augmented reality or, or mixed reality glasses. The ability to have that lens show you anything um, and, and you know, re really truly augment reality or give you digital information on top of the reality that you're seeing and allow the computer the technology to show you anything that it thinks is appropriate at any, at any moment. And of course, to do that, it needs to understand what you're doing in the context in which you're doing it and to see what you're seeing and participate in your life in a very deep way, but basically become part of your brain almost because the content, the, your, your visual cortex, your, your retinas touch your visual cortex, which is the biggest, most important part of your brain and uh, the way you get most of your information. So what we're do talking about here is, is really the next step in technology um, that is going to displace the mobile computing industry and computers and all kinds of things. Everything, everything you see 
and why you see we're going to be providing that through um, this contact lens platform. How does wearing the Mojo lens compare to maybe wearing traditional contact lenses? Very similar experience. You'll put it on in the morning, wear it all day. It'll give you these superpowers and all the information that you need and want that you get out of your mobile phone or your laptop computer today. Then you'll take it out at night and overnight it'll get cleaned and, and recharged. Uh, it's got, uh, got batteries in it that, that power it all day. So speaking of superpowers, what powers the lens? Um, well, the, the, as I just said, it has batteries inside that give it the electrical power that it needs to operate. Um, those are wirelessly recharged, just like modern mobile phones are wirelessly recharged or maybe even your AirPods or whatever. Um, but then those batteries, that electrical power is used to power a display. First, it's got a microprocessor inside that can do a lot of computing and has communications inside that can communicate with the web, with the cloud, and, and whatever backend services you have. Um, but then it's got this incredible high resolution display that is showing you information at the same resolution that you can see with your eyes uh, when, you're, when you're looking at the world. So if you're talking about putting this in a contact lens, it must be pretty small. Just how small is the technology? It's to a person looking at you, it's invisible, right? Just like if you're wearing contact lenses, no one can see that unless they get up very close to your eyes and look, oh, okay, now I see the contact lens. And it'll be pretty much the same way. Um, we're making, we've taken all the components that you need, everything that's in this guy's mobile phone, and we've shrunk them down yet again. I mean, this thing has shrunk things down for, you know, Moore's Law has had us on this, this uh, you know, never-ending shrinking of, of components, and, and we're the next step along the way. But we've shrunk everything down to millimeter size or sub-millimeter size, basically, uh, and it goes in the contact lens. And from you, the wearer, you don't see it at all. It's kind of like specks of dirt on your glasses. You see right through it. Um, so you can't see it. Someone looking at you can't see it. It's what we call invisible computing. And it's going to allow you access to all the information, you know, that, that exists, anything you can get on your phone or your, through your computer, but just do it in your eye in a completely invisible, invisible way. Does the contact lens connect to the internet? Yes. Yep. We, uh, we wear another accessory device, kind of like a mobile phone, and it might be uh, mobile, you might be talking to your mobile phone, but it talks to the cloud. So depending on a particular application, just like your mobile phone, your mobile phone has this convergence of some computing is done on the phone, some is done on the cloud, the two devices are talking and, and our lens will talk to the phone and to the cloud in that same sort of way. And some things, the display, we've taken the display off the mobile phone, which is the primary dictator of its form factor and size, but we've shrunk that down to less than a millimeter, put it in the lens. Now you don't need that, uh, that big, heavy phone that is not, you know, it's called a mobile phone. How mobile is it really? Okay. It's not useful in, in many applications. You can't use it when you're doing sports. Uh, for instance, it's big and bulky and, and the AR glasses that are coming out that are available today so far are very uh, big and bulky. We've shrunk everything down so that it's truly invisible and truly mobile and you can wear it and, and use it in just about any activity that uh, a human endeavors to do. 
what challenges did you have to overcome to turn the concept into a prototype and then scale to production? Well, we had to first shrink every one of those components down and determine what is necessary, what's not, how can we go beyond you know, what mobile computing industry uh, has developed in terms of componentry. So um, I like to say that if it doesn't break the laws of physics, it's possible, you just got to figure out how. And what we had to do is figure out, okay, what things are within the realm of physics and can be done? And how can we get that into components that are you know, so small, they're practically invisible. And, and so we've succeeded at, at doing that. That's the primary components. That's the primary challenge doing that and getting it to work within a power budget that is small enough that batteries are so small that they fit in the contact lens can power. Those are the biggest challenge. And then making all those things work together as a system and have all those applications um, be possible and be able to talk to the cloud and figure out what needs to get them on the lens or what's on your mobile phone or what's in the cloud uh, for all that. Those are you know, some of the primary challenges. What are the next milestones for Mojo Vision as a company and then the lens as a product? The first big challenge is just completing development of the product itself. We've proven, um, proven all of it on the bench so far, and we're on the verge of putting the first true prototype lens in my eye and, and in other people's eyes. And we hope to be doing that in the very, very near future here. And then the next challenge will be commercializing that, getting to that, to the final product. All contact lenses are medical devices around the world. Uh, every country has its own little um, tweaks on, on exactly what that means. Uh, the FDA regulates things in the United States here, and we've got to, got to meet all the FDA's requirements and get an FDA clearance or, or approval to release this to the market. Um, but those are, we've, we're going to be doing that over the next you know, few years, basically. Well, thanks for joining us, Drew, to talk about the, the new uh, contact. So Drew Perkins, CEO of Mojo Vision, if somebody wants to connect with you, Drew, maybe they want to find out more about the work that, that you're doing at Mojo, what's the best way they can do that? The best way is to check out our website, www.mojo.vision. Sounds good. Thanks again for joining us. You're welcome, and Tanya. Thank you. Of course. Find more of my interviews and subscribe right here on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, and at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.